Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Midwest Mamas, just three friends talking about our messy lives and having fun. I'm Alexa. I'm Melissa. And we're missing Devin tonight. She's busy being a mom, so we'll catch up with her next time. That's right. All right. Well, everyone, we are so excited to have our first official interview and we yay and her name's Lindsay, and she's all the way from evansville and we are so excited that she's here interviewing with us on this podcast and Lindsay and i went to college together at usi university of southern indiana so that's how i know Lindsay. and we just last year recently reconnected and i've just been so blessed and thankful for her and so we're just so excited she's here everyone say hi Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) all right so Lindsay, do you want to just tell everyone just about yourself sure i am let's see i've been married to my high school sweetheart for 10 years we have <laughs> we have a 22 month old named Milo, and I am almost six months pregnant with our second child, which will be a girl, and will be Hazel. I taught kindergarten before I had kids. Um, like Melissa said, we went we went to college together, and I like to work out and be outside. Those are just some like hobbies of mine and I've recently yeah. been to a little bit more cooking. I used to hate cooking, but um becoming a little bit better now. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so yeah. you did say that you were a kindergarten teacher. So what made you decide to stay home with your son Milo? I actually never thought I'd be the type that would be a stay-at-home mom. I just never pictured that for myself or financially for my husband and I to be able to do that. Yeah. And after we brought Milo home, I remember sitting on the couch and my husband was sitting on the opposite couch and he just kind of looked at me and he said, um, I don't think I want you to go back to work. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, um, I don't think that's possible. And just like I had him in uh, March. So I had the remaining of the school year off and then all summer to kind of decide like what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I assumed I was going to go back and then just the more being home with him and then we kind of crunched the numbers and I was like you know I think we probably could do it why don't I just take a year off and we'll see how it goes so my school let me take a year off I lost my actual like kindergarten position but they were going to save me a job mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I mean I kind of knew like I'd say probably by like October November of that following year that I was off that we everything seemed like it was working out financially for the most part. And I probably would just stay home until we're done having kids. So yeah, definitely didn't see this happening. My sister stayed at home mom as well. And I think that's what maybe like prompted a little bit of it too, you know, being able to stay home like she is and hang out and stuff like that. It's definitely not what people think. Um, I feel like a lot of people think it's like the easiest job in the world and yeah. not. No way. No <laughs> way. <laughs> so, what was your initial thought like or your feelings when Mark said that? Like, I think I want you to stay at home. 
kind of just thought about that at all or no not really I just was like I'm gonna probably be going back he'll be going to daycare and then we hadn't found a daycare yet so we were getting a little like nervous about it because everyone we went and visited I just kind of like I don't want him to go here and it's just so different when you actually have them versus like just Mm -hmm. pregnant with them so yep 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 all the germs (laughs) yes (laughs) germs (laughs) so if people start following your Clean Bite Life page, so I know that with me, I am not what people would consider athletic at all. Like, I just did not really do sports. I tried once doing cross country in high school, and I passed out. Um, a little <laughs> So that ex- shows you how I'm not very athletic, but I am always looking, and I think a lot of people are just for ease exercises you know like something that might not take a lot of time or not require a lot of tools I don't even know the right word instruments what do you equipment what like equipment thank you yes (laughs) see and so what kind of exercises do you like to do first of all well I would say before I got in, like, before I became pregnant and all that, like, I was really big into CrossFit. We went to a CrossFit gym, you know, so we were using barbells and all the typical equipment you'd find in a CrossFit gym. And then we slowly built our home garage. We bought equipment and where we could do things at home. And then as I, you know, when I got pregnant, I scaled it back some and things like that. And then after I had my son, I found a group that's called street parking and they do everything. They just, I pay them a monthly fee. They send workouts for every day of the week. And you have a variety of only if you have dumbbells at home to you have a full gym at home. So they work out, but then you have a, you know, three options to choose from. So I really got into that because it's just nice knowing that I have, I can just like, pick up a pair of a pair of dumbbells and I can do a workout yeah without having to go out to my garage or go out someplace so typically like I do quick I most people call them like a hit style you'll hear if they if they're not familiar with CrossFit it's H-I-I-T and I honestly don't even know what it's high intensity and interval training I think but you just get your heart rate going um you're working consistently for a certain amount of time. They're usually quick. So it's usually something I can do when my son's even awake because he enjoys kind of like hanging out watching. But I just, mm-hmm. I'll take a dumbbell or a small kettlebell and all kinds of things, squats, lunges, different things like that. It's nice because I can even do it during this pregnancy, but there's just something quick and easy and I'm not spending an hour in the gym. Because who wants to do that? Nobody. No one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and you said it was parking, so that's like a website? Yeah, it's called Street Parking, and the name came from in the sense that you're going to be parking on the street now because you're going to be working out in your garage. You're not going to be going to oh. an actual gym. So, lots of people, they have left their CrossFit gyms and they just pay you know, they join the street parking because they can get the workouts at their house and do it, you know, relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Even if they have a barbell, they, you know, they can choose the barbell option. Like I could if I really wanted to, but right now it's so cold out. I always typically just pick the dumbbell or kettlebell version 
and come inside and, you know, get moving. And they have like another option where if you don't even have that, if you have, you know, if you have a sandbag or something that you can pick up and squat with, they have that option as well. So it's just, it's nice for busy families. That sounds nice. Yeah. Parking is what it's called. Okay. And it's nice to have different options, especially if you, like you said, if you have a full gym at your house or if you just have a few things here and there. Um, so for those of us who are interested in working out and wanting to exercise more but aren't ready for, like, the full-on workout, all the commitment, um, like myself, um, <laughs> I, um, I have a six-month-old. Um, and a three-year-old, and I'm trying to get back into a workout routine, but I'm just not quite there yet. Um, what are some tips um, you would suggest to help get started on something a little bit more um, frequent, but not necessarily like a full-on workout? The biggest thing, I think I even shadow with Melissa with this a little bit, too, is just like finding time in your day just to move for even if it's just 15 minutes. I mean, it can mm-hmm. As simple as walking laps in your house. I mean, I know that sounds really silly, but it's something simple that you're just moving your body. Or I went to YouTube a lot, too, before I even got into CrossFit and even all of that. But, like, YouTube is a wealth of free workout videos. And yeah, uh, uh, these two girls, and it was called Tone It Up, and I would just Google it. And oh, I follow those girls. Yeah, I would just get on there. They'd have a quick workout, and sometimes, like, even if you don't have any of the weights, you can just use your body. Like, that's why it's called body weight stuff, and you're still moving your moving your body. Yeah. It may sound silly, but you, there was um, there's two dance people I followed where I wouldn't necessarily call it Zumba because it wasn't typical, like, Zumba, but, like, they just have, like, a quick dance videos, and I would pick, oh. like, Oh, I'm going to do five videos tonight because they're about three minutes long. That'll give me about 15 minutes. So I'm going to get my heart rate up and no one's wa- no one can see me. <laughs> like I'm, I have to see my own home. So that's just something where I tried to be mindful of like, okay, this week I'm going to pick two days and I'm going to be active two of those days. That's better than zero days. Mm-hmm. Is it better? To work out, like, to do something like that at a certain time of the day. Like, because I feel like I am not a morning person. And so I feel like I, if I do it, then it's after my kids go to bed. But then I heard somewhere, like, that that might not be the greatest, like, to work out at the end of the day. I don't know. I, I've read so many different theories on that. I always, I mean, I always tell people that you need to pick what works for your schedule. And if you're not a morning person, then don't try to get up early and do it. I mean, it just, like, I've tried to go that route of getting up super early and doing it before I had kids, and it lasted, like, two weeks. Like, I I just, I'm not like that either. I'm not an early morning person. And typically, I mean, when I was in college and first got married, I did all my working out in the evening, too. It always happened, like, after dinner or things like that. But I thought, I mean, my thought is if you can fit it in, it's better to fit it in at some point than to not do anything at all. So. True. And would you like any suggestions for like something healthy to have before or after to like 
help, like as far as not like drugs, but like <laughs> protein or water or I don't know. You know what I mean? If you've ate a meal within a reasonable reasonable amount of time before you're going to work out, you really don't need any type of like pre-workout anything. I mean, if you're doing some type of high-intensity CrossFit workout where you're lifting a ton of weight and it's been a while since you ate, you may eat something quick. But typically, I don't eat or drink anything before I work out. Like, you'll see all kinds of theories on that of people like, well, you need an energy drink. You need this, this, and this. Like, if you're going to do anything, just drink some black coffee then. I mean, like, if you feel like you need some caffeine before you work out. But um, typically, I don't eat or drink anything because I don't do it first thing in the morning. It usually happens, like, sometimes after lunch maybe or sometime after breakfast and I've already had one a meal for the day yeah uh, so I don't typically eat or drink I just have water with me during my workout good to know so I shouldn't <laughs> eat the bag of M&Ms while I'm getting ready to work out that could probably give you a little energy but yeah probably not your best decision Good to know. I'm going to put those away. So let's change over to healthy eating. So listeners, Lindsay has, um, through wonderful apps like Marco Polo and Snapchat and just texting, she's given me so many tips just about eating. And so Lindsay, can you just talk about your previous eating style and now just like what you've done to change to help you and your healthier with your eating habits? Well, I would say college and before I got married, I feel like I ate like a typical American where it's more heavy carb based. I mean, if you would go out to eat, you get a cheeseburger with a bun and fries, mm-hmm. make dessert afterwards. And that just was like a typical meal. Never thought twice about it. And I remember when I was student taught every morning I had a package of Pop-Tarts and I had some chocolate milk with it before I went and taught. And that just, that was what I ate, you know, like Pop-Tart was a breakfast food for, you know, that's just (laughs) how I ate. Um, And I think too, like I tried to get into maybe a little bit healthier eating. So I would buy like low fat or I would try to like count calories or things like that but I would still try to fit in some of those foods like pop tarts. And that's just like, that's not going to be a very good choice to like try to eat healthier by still fitting in some of those processed foods. But after I got married, uh, my husband is very disciplined in his eating and we slowly just started kind of cutting things out. He was real big into CrossFit. I hadn't got into CrossFit yet. And he just was like, I think the first thing we started cutting out was soft drinks. We were like, we were drinking diet, but even then diet's not good for you either because of the artificial sweeteners. Yeah. We first Mm -hmm. cut those out. And it's just like, I think over the years, we've slowly cut different things out to where we're at now. So. And do you notice a difference like with all of that? Oh, huge difference. And I think a lot of it comes with like, Mood, overall, energy level, just, like, clarity in my thinking. Mm -hmm. So I think back to in college how I was just such an anxious person and what I was eating. I was eating a ton of processed foods, lots of added sugar, and 
And all those things are not good for your body. They're inflammatory and they can cause other issues as well. And when I cut that out, I mean, for how I feel now compared to how I felt 10 or 15 years ago is a big difference. So that's just, that's what kind of inspired me too is like once I stayed home and then I always had people asking just like, what do you do for a workout or how do you eat so healthy? That's where the kind of like, I guess, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like insight came to starting my Instagram page and starting my Facebook group. So. Hmm. So I noticed on your Facebook group, your clean bite life group, you have posted a lot of things about whole 30 and different recipes that you've tried. So can you tell us a little bit more about Whole30? I've heard of it, but I don't know a ton about it. The gist of it to be, like, quick with it without, like, going into a ton of detail is basically for 30 days, you're going to cut out a lot of those inflammatory foods like dairy, gluten, really all grains are cut out, any added sugar, no artificial sweeteners. You cut all that out for 30 days. And then after the 30 days is up, that's not when you binge back and just add all, you know, go <laughs> lunch pizza, drink a beer. Because, oh, yeah, you cut out alcohol as well, too. <laughs> cut all that out for 30 days. So everything that's good. <laughs> yeah, it does seem that way. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but for 30 days, you cut it out. And then when the 30 days is up, you slowly add back in, say, dairy. You kind of see how you feel. And then in a couple of days, you may add back in something that has gluten in it because some people don't even realize they're having reactions to certain foods until they actually take them out. And 30 days gives your body enough time to kind of like detox, especially from dairy and gluten. Hmm. But if you slip up and you eat, say, on day 15 or 16, you have gluten two of those days, you reentered it into your body. So it's typically like you have to start back over. So that's why for 30 days, they just want you to be very diligent and you eat fruits, vegetables, meat, healthy fats, lots of water. Um, and then when the 30 days is up is when you can slowly add things back in. And then if you notice anything, you can think, oh, you know, I think dairy gives me this kind of issue. I'm going to really limit myself to how much dairy I consume from now on. Or you may enter, you may have dairy again and you notice that you have no issue with it and you're able to consume dairy. Cause that's how my husband and I, we were big cheese eaters before we did a whole 30. Then we yeah. did a whole 30 and we, I too was just kind of nervous to add it back in. And we both have added, you know, cheese back in and we don't see any issues. Now, if I drink actually milk, I do notice that I don't feel the best. So, but, you know, cheese doesn't have the lactose like milk has in it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if I drink a glass of milk, Jake is not happy because yeah. it's smelly. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's just funny how, like, you may not even notice, like, that you have some of those issues until you cut it out because, the there's lots of books you can read on it and testimonies and things like that where people have reversed even some of their autoimmune just you know disease or disorder whatever you want to call it just by changing their diet and taking out some of those foods because like added sugar in itself sugar is very inflammatory to your body and by actually taking it out I mean you say your knee's been bothering you for like a month or two months and you just can't figure out what's wrong with it 
but you take out gluten or added sugar or things like that, and your knee miraculously gets better. Well, one of those things was probably causing inflammation, you know, an inflammation in your body. So then you don't have it anymore. That's things you never think about. Right. Most Mm -hmm. people, I feel like they think of Whole30 as, oh, it's a diet to lose weight, and that's not the actual tool for it. Yes, people typically do see some weight loss with it because you are cutting out all that processed added sugar, soft drinks, and junk like that, but that's not the, the it's not the point of the program. That's no. your point is to try to figure out like how can you feel your best, basically. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you have coffee on the Whole 30 program? Yeah, yeah. you can have caffeine. So you can have like green tea, black coffee. Um, you just can't have any type of sweetener in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I haven't been able to do black coffee, so that would kind of be rough for me. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That's one of the hardest things for them, especially if they're used to a creamer. Mm-hmm. They make dairy-free creamers, but they're just not the same, and they're not going to be sweetened like yeah. they're used to. And well, two then- of it, when you do the whole thirty, is to kind of get rid of that sugar. They call it like your sugar dragon because it's just like. Sugar is oh. intense. It's like a drug, and it takes a while to for your body to not crave, like, chocolate or sweeteners or things like that. So, Well, and, Lindsay, give your tip. I feel like you put this on your Facebook group a while ago about, like, Starbucks-like coffee, like the things you could do to, like, help reduce but not, like, drastically go straight to black. When I – Correct. When I started drinking coffee, I always got mochas at Starbucks, and I finally asked them how many pumps of the mocha syrup did they put in the coffee. And I think in the tall, they told me three. So then I said, okay, can you start putting two pumps in it? And then eventually I was like, can you start putting one pump in it? And I thought, I'm paying you about $5 to put one pump of your mocha syrup in it (laughs) and – So I finally just, like, I cut it all together and just switched to lattes. And then eventually when you get to just lattes, I feel like it's it's a little bit easier just to cut the milk all together and just go to find a good black coffee that you like. But, yeah. All righty. So, how do you get him to eat healthy meals? Because, Lindsay, I'll just tell you tonight, we were at Meijer and we were with the world's year and so my boys were eating skittles and it was dinner time and i was just like this is not healthy at all but we're waiting in line for an hour so eat these skittles kids so i'm just curious how do you get your son to eat healthy meals that you guys are eating i think too we've done it it always helps when you start the healthy habits from when they first can start eating it's way easier to introduce, you know, avocados or a food like that when they're six months old versus when they're five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think a lot of it for uh, my husband and I, you know, we started these habits from when he was born. Now, we still have nights where he just will refuse and be like, I don't want to eat that. And we force him to try at least one bite. And if he wa- if he tries the bite and he honestly doesn't like it, then I will get him something else, but typically yeah. I'm not going to make him like a whole separate meal. 
It just mm-hmm. be a little deviation of like what we're eating, but he just, he has always preferred. He doesn't know the difference. He, he, I mean, he's had chocolate chips, but he's never had actual candy before because we just don't buy it. And I think that's a lot of it is if you don't buy it, then mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. don't want to eat it. And that's hard too. Cause I mean, even today I wanted some extra chocolate chips after lunch, but I'm eating them. He's going to see me and he's going to want them. And I'd already given him a couple because, like, that's just kind of his thing. Like, him and I, like, he'll get a few chocolate chips after lunch. That's getting sweet, whatever. Well, he watches me like a hawk, so I couldn't (laughs) more chocolate. I was like, dang it, I can't. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to give him more. So, yeah. I kind of had to wait till nap time and then I some more chocolate chips. But (laughs) yeah, he just, I don't know. I always offer him what we're eating and kind of like, I hate to say it, but force him to try it. And then after that, you know, if he doesn't want it, then I give him another option. Some other options I typically give him, if we don't have any other type of protein source for him to eat, he'll eat a kid's RX bar and he loves them. I don't feel bad about him eating it because it's got no added sugar. He's getting protein. He's getting a fat. He's getting carb in it, and he likes it. So I don't fight him sometimes, and that's what he gets. I didn't even know they made kids RX bars. Yeah, they're just smaller. So that's just convenient because it's, like, the perfect size for him to eat. Mm -hmm. But there's just some mornings for breakfast he doesn't want eggs, which I get it. I don't want eggs sometimes for breakfast. So. He gets a kids RX bar, but I think a lot of it just if you don't buy some of the stuff and it's not in the house, then they may not want it. But I, yeah. I mean, us, I feel like we have been kind of fortunate because we started it from, you know, when he was able to eat people food, mm-hmm. yeah, adult food, whatever you want to call it. What are some of his favorite foods? His favorites are avocado. He will eat a whole avocado. Wow. Too. Like, just loves them. Chicken, any type of berries, cashew butter. <laughs> I mean, it's just funny, the stuff that he loves, but it's just stuff that we typically have at the house. So that's just what he loves. And, like, the kids are X-Bars and chocolate chips. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So I think we all want to try and eat healthier. So what are some ways you think we can start to try and eat healthier baby steps? Maybe not necessarily doing Whole30 right away, but what are some ways we can eat healthier and just get started on that path? I think it's fixing one meal at a time. So say it's like, say your breakfast typically is not a good choice for you throughout the week. If you focus on one meal for the week, say it's you're like, I'm going to eat a better breakfast this week. That's going to be less, um, what's the word? I'm looking overwhelming? For. Yes, overwhelming and just trying to change your whole diet, you know, throughout the whole week. Mm-hmm. I tell people before, and even if it's just, I'm not going to put added sweetener in my coffee this week, that's a start. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like some people think they have to do everything at once. And just like I said, we didn't eat this way starting from just one day. We were like, okay, we're going to eat super healthy and cut out all this stuff. Like it took us several years that we slowly cut things out to where we're at now. Yeah. I just feel like it's making baby steps and say it is you buy pop tarts still. 
<laughs> Pop-Tarts. That could be something that, I mean, you just don't buy anymore. And you're like, I'm going to replace it with a Jimmy Delight egg sandwich in the morning that I can easily heat up in the morning. Now, would a Jimmy Delight sandwich be like the best choice on clean eating because of the ingredient wise? No, but it's going to be way better than eating two Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel like there's just small changes you can make to where eventually you can get to the point where you're like, okay, I've been doing this now. Now I can take this out and make this an easier choice or I'm not going to go to McDonald's anymore for lunch mm-hmm. <laughs> this week. I mean, it could be something super easy like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like if you try to change everything at once, you're just setting yourself up for failure. So just trying to focus on one thing is a really good idea. Right. Or well, let's see. I feel like when, like, what? I was just going to say, if you typically go out to eat for lunch and grab something, start meal prepping just your lunches. And, you know, think, okay, I'm going to start bringing my lunch and make a healthier choice for lunch. But then for dinner, we may still go and grab something out to eat. That could be something, a switch to. Yeah. When I remember when you told me, like, when I was like, I need to get healthier. Like you said, like, peanut butter. Like, look at the peanut butter I was eating because I would a lot of times make those sandwiches. And there is, like, in just the normal peanut butter we were buying, like, so many added things. I was like, what in the world? Like, just like my ignorance, paying attention to the ingredient list. And so now we buy natural peanut butter that just has peanuts or, you know, like. Most people don't. They don't pay attention to how much added sugar is is in things. And I honestly wasn't that focused on it until I did a whole 30 and I had to be so mindful of like, does it have added sugar? Does it have this in it? Does it have this in it? And that's just where after we did one, I was like, my eyes were open to how much sugar is added into all of our foods and especially little kid food. I mean, like I my mother-in-law bought my son at the time when he was like six months old or seven months old, like his first puffs. And it said on there, organic, blah, 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 puffs. And I was like, "Eh, these should be good. I turned them over. They had cane sugar in them. And I'm like, what in the world? Why is there sugar and the little puffs that babies are eating. Right. There's no reason for that. And yeah. it's just little things like that. And people also don't realize just all the added sugar really can affect your immune system. And so many people are like, why am I sick all the time? Look at your diet. Look <laughs> at what you're eating. Like if you're consuming 50 grams of added sugar a day, your body can't do what it's supposed to do because it's got all this inflamed. It's in, in, inflamed and then just a lot of other issues. But, yeah, I told Melissa about the peanut butter I just said look at your peanut butter I bet your peanut butter has sugar in it and probably four four or five other ingredients and it's just crazy and it's just frustrating because people don't look at that type of and and don't think about it you know when it comes Mm -hmm. man Mm -hmm. those food companies (laughs) get you every time well so Lindsay what are some feel like you post like you support like other people like finding their recipes and stuff and like sharing so like what are some of your favorite either people to follow on Instagram or Facebook or podcasts to listen to or blogs what do you like I don't listen to that many podcasts um I kind of got into them a little bit over the summer just like when we were going on vacation and stuff wanting something to listen to and that's when I was like 
learning more and more about Whole30. So I have some different Whole30 people I follow. But typically on my Instagram, a girl that I follow the most is Paleo OMG. And just fair warning, she cusses a lot. So if you watch her Insta stories, just be mindful who you're around. But (laughs) she makes awesome recipes, um, a lot most of her recipes are paleo. They're not geared towards Whole30, so she might have, you know, some, there might be a few ingredients in there that aren't Whole30 approved, but they're still paleo, so they're clean. I go to her website a lot because she shares lots of recipes, and I follow her on Instagram. She does have a podcast. I've actually never listened to it, hmm. but um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else specific that I just love. I have several on Instagram, Whole30. 30 slash paleo, but no one's really jumping out in my mind right now besides her. So, yeah, I'll have to look her up. Yes. Yeah. So just wrapping this up in the busy and messiness of our life. What is something you do to take care of you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the biggest thing I think is when my husband comes home from work, he always knows I need like five or 10 minutes to just like not be a mom because when you're a stay at home mom and you're constant mom, mom, mom all day, you just need time to yourself. And yeah, whether it be, I go in our bedroom and sit on my phone for 10 minutes and scroll aimlessly, or I take a shower by myself or, um, trying to think what I do might be a workout without him, you know, my son around just something where I feel like it's more me time is the yeah. thing to make sure I have. Cause if I don't have it, I can tell, like I just, I start to feel overwhelmed and not nice. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, we all need that time for ourselves too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lindsay, it's been a joy. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on and answering all these questions and sharing your health and expertise and everything. I just, I appreciate you so much and you inspire me to make healthier choices and everything you were saying. I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. Like all that added sugar can't be good for you and working out like it all makes sense. It's just having to actually do it, you know, and just right, right. being proactive. Yes. <laughs> All right, girl. Well, thank you for coming on. And so if you like Lindsay, go follow her at Clean Bite Life. She's wonderful. And we love her. We thank do. You. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye.